0: Aloha, just letting you know that I've got a bit of a potty mouth So if you're surrounded by kids or people who are easily offended You might want to pop your headphones in for this one. All right. Ta-ra Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of Ollie Ted Talks with me, Ollie Ted Lewis. Today I'm going to be joined by the eccentric Estonian enigma, that is Olga Loichenko. Very excited to have her on the show. Um, Ol- Olga and I met about a year and a half ago in Melbourne, Australia. Um, oh, do you know what? I actually, we're three episodes deep, and I honestly think this is the first time that I've even mentioned that I lived in Australia. Like, not even being sarcastic, like, I think this is the first time I've mentioned it, which is... So unlike me, that's all I I normally talk about. Um, Actually, this was initially going to be a travel podcast. I was going to call it Far Away From Homo. Very witty, yes, I know. You know, that was the earliest form of the idea I had for it. Um, But then I kind of realised that was probably a little bit too ironic, you know, like hosting a travel podcast while we are literally in lockdown and can't leave our homes. It just didn't seem like a fair thing to do to myself or to anyone listening. Um, So I've kind of uh, avoided the travel subject so far. But yeah, um, Olga and I met in Melbourne. I was living out there for about... Well I was living in, I was in Australia for about a year but I lived in Melbourne for about 6 months. Olga and I both did kind of like the stand-up comedy scene and I'm sure, you know, we'll talk all about that in our interview. But um we were supposed to have a show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. The two of us had one together. It was called How Not to Adult, very fitting for us. And um yeah, we were really excited to do that and then literally a few weeks before it was due to go ahead, it got cancelled. The entire comedy festival was cancelled. Obviously that was because the whole coronavirus thing blew up. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, we were kind of faced with a decision, you know, do we go home? Do we stay in Australia? What happens now? I made the tough decision to fly back to the UK um, as all the COVID stuff was kicking off and all everywhere was going into lockdown and all the flights were being cancelled. And Olga made the opposite decision. She decided that she was going to stay in Melbourne. Um, and, you know, those are two that was a very big decision to make. Um, and we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in the interview, but um, Melbourne and, well, the UK have had two very different experiences over the past year. Um, actually, so when me and Olga recorded this this interview, Melbourne was no longer in lockdown. Um, and actually, Olga says in the interview that she um, kind of misses some of the simplicities of lockdown. I'm obviously aghast that she said it because, you know, here I am in the UK, can't do fuck all. <laughs> um, but, Actually, a couple of days after we recorded the interview, Melbourne had another little rise in cases. I mean, I say rise in cases. They maybe had like 10 cases or something compared to the thousands we have here every day. Um, But, you know, they're a bit stricter over there. And um, they went back into like another five day lockdown. So I was like, Olga, you have definitely caused that with your words. <laughs> um, But yeah. I'm very excited to have Olga on. The topic of the week this week is obviously quite fitting with everything I've just said because it is lockdown lessons, things learned in lockdown. Um, last week I told you what the topic was going to be, so a few of you have sent me in some questions, stories, answers that I will get to later on in the episode. Very excited to um, talk through those. Um, but first, I'll, I guess I'll share a little bit of what my experience of lockdown has been like. So. Obviously like I said before had to fly all the way back from Australia to the UK um when covid kind of kicked off last March and um I actually moved back in with my parents and I I'm at that time I was 25 years old I hadn't lived with my parents since I was 17 And it was a bit of a shock to the system. They kind of made this little makeshift bedroom in the middle of their house for me. After living this kind of independent and free travel lifestyle, I was all of a sudden thrust back into being a teenager again. Like, I literally felt like I'd gone back to being 17 again because you're kind of under your parents' house, it's their rules. Um, And it it was a big adjustment to make, especially because I had no money. I was obviously unemployed when I first got back. And... On top of that, we were in this national lockdown where I couldn't even leave the house, um, and I, it was it was a lot to process. I remember about a week into it, um, my stepdad had made like some kind of like throwaway comment about me eating too much food, and that escalated into me hysterically crying for about half an hour, <laughs> um, and like yeah, it was it was a lot. I think deep down the thing that might have triggered the hysterical crying was the fact that Australia does not have Gregg's or Lucasade, and the entire year I had been craving a steak and cheese roll and orange Lucasade, and it was all I was thinking about on the 30-hour flight from Melbourne to Newcastle and then got off the plane, went into Gregg's to get my steak and cheese roll and a Lucasade orange, um, and found out that not only do they not do steak and cheese rolls in Gregg's anymore, but also LucasAid oranges have been stripped of all the sugar that made them taste good. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely playing on my mind. <laughs> um, no, but that first lockdown was really, really hard, actually. um, I just, yeah, I, I actually was lucky. I did get a job within about two weeks of being back in the country it was just like a little part-time job in a supermarket but it, it at least kept me busy for 12 hours a week and then after a few months of that I eventually got the job that I'm doing now which is um just working in a warehouse but you know that kind of thing has kind of got me through um what has been you know a very difficult period of time for everyone um ironically actually my contract ends where I work in about 2 weeks time so I'm probably going to be unemployed again and going to be right back to the uh, difficulties that I was experiencing in the first lockdown um but that's uh, that we'll not talk about that cuz it's depressing <laughs> um But yeah, I definitely think lockdown has provided me with a chance to reflect on a lot of things in my life, and um, I feel like before lockdown, everything was just like full speed ahead all the time, like go go go, constantly striving to like achieve the next thing or go the next place. And especially because I was travelling, I felt this pressure that I should be living my best life all the time. And so when I did have a down day or felt a bit shit, I would always just really be hard on myself for it. And actually, you know, having this little bit of time to pause and reflect, it's been good. Um, I've gained a few skills. I have been, I mean, I was, I knew very basic German before the lockdown, like the first one. And now I would say I'm on like a beginner level. (laughs) Is there a difference between knowing basic German and being a beginner? I would say so. (laughs) Like before I could maybe string a few sentences. And now... I think I can translate, you know, I'd say a good range of words. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's been that. So that's been nice. It's given me an opportunity to focus on that. Obviously, I've been doing this podcast. I've been uh, doing a little bit of yoga, um, but most of all, just focusing on getting through it and really... uh, you know, it's 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 been a tough time for everyone, so I think the best thing we can do is take things day by day. But do you know what? Olga and I have plenty to plenty to say about that in the interview. So I guess without further ado, I should just go ahead and bring her on. Um so yeah, very excited to have her on the podcast and here she is, the Estonian queen herself, Miss Olga Loichenko. Hi, Olga.
1: Hi, Ollie. What's up?
0: Oh, I was just saying it's so good to see your face. It's been such a long time.
1: I know. So it's
0: just strange. for just for reference, Olga and I met in Melbourne. Um, we were in mm-hmm. a we were living in a hostel, and I just mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna describe the way we met. So I was just sitting down, having Please my do. having my was it maybe breakfast or lunch? I feel like it was early in the day. And um I just heard this girl <laughs> who was you <laughs> yeah just like um chatting to loads of people about how um you're going to do a comedy gig tonight and saying all this stuff and basically i was like oh my god this girl is so cool i really want to be her friend because i want to get into doing like the comedy gigs in melbourne too so i literally like <laughs> you were like i'm getting the train to st kilda and i'm going go to go do this gig so i literally like got my stuff ready and just hopped on the train and like basically follow- followed you to this gig <laughs> and I was like we're gonna be friends now hi
1: yeah thank god you're gay because otherwise I would have had such a big crush on you because I would have thought like oh my god he followed me
0: I thought you were gonna say thank god you're gay otherwise I would have been really scared
1: (laughs) no Ollie no I'm very desperate so
0: (laughs) yeah so that kind of birthed our little friendship and then we ended up starting to plan together our sh- a show we were going to have our first ever show together at the melbourne yeah. international comedy festival um yeah. still feels a bit painful to talk about that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean do we, do, we, do we still have the account on instagram
0: uh, <laughs> um no oh <laughs>
1: uh, okay okay well obviously i'm so god know what's happening mm-hmm.
0: i'm actually using that account now for this podcast <laughs>
1: Oh, great, great.
0: Well, I thought might as well make use of it.
1: Exactly. I mean, there are already people who I think followed us. So why not?
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, Olga's friends can follow my podcast too. Why not? (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. I was checking my stats the other day, actually, and I did have a listener in Estonia. So I was like,
1: I wonder if that's one of Olga's friends. Maybe. Hmm. should ask them.
0: Yeah, well, I can't actually... It says they were in Tallinn, but that's the only info that I got. I can't actually see who was listening to it.
1: Well, I do have friends in Tallinn, so that adds up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Are Are they still in lockdown in Estonia?
1: So in Estonia, it's a very interesting situation. It's not like a lockdown lockdown. Like the cafe's bars are... I'm not sure if they're completely closed or not, because there are open mics still. I think, happening, which usually are in bars. They just have to wear masks when they are inside. But yeah, I cannot say that that much has changed.
0: Yeah. Did they have like a lot of cases there? I know for us in the summer when our cases dropped, we could go into bars and stuff, but we just had to kind of socially distance and things like that.
1: Yeah, it was the same in Estonia. And then uh, they did have at one point like 1,000 cases per day. With a population of 1.3 million people. Wow. Um, But now it's like 500 something cases per day. I don't know. I mean, I feel like everyone back home had it. Not everyone, but people are sort of used to it or have come to terms that, yeah, this is a virus that we're living with. So, and also economy wise, I just don't think they can afford to go into a
0: lockdown. Right. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like, joke, like, weighing up oh people's lives the economy hmm
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and also yeah the fact that there are people dying every day in estonia from covid and that's why here in melbourne it was such a like the fact that they could just do a second lockdown for three and a half months is because they do have more resources and financial aids
0: yeah, it, it, you must have had such a different experience. Obviously, you stayed in Australia when all of this kicked off, and I flew back to the UK. So I've we've definitely had very different experiences of lockdown and um, of yeah. like, the whole whole situation. I know for us in in the UK, I mean, probably the same view. It felt like a bit of a novelty at first. You're a bit like, oh my god, like this is going on. Like you know, everyone was baking banana bread and yeah, <laughs> watching Netflix so twenty four hours exactly. a day. Exactly. And exactly. being like, oh, this will pass in a few months' time or a few weeks.
1: Exactly, even. exactly. Everyone was just like, yeah, we'll just do a little bit of a, you know, reflecting and uh, I, it, it's me time. And then, you know, baking everything. I will do that. A little bit of drinking. It will be fun. Everyone got Nintendo Switch. We played Just Dance a lot. Watched a lot of movies. And I was still going to work during first during the first lockdown. So that's why for me personally, it wasn't as bad as uh, it was for others.
0: Were you still still traveling?
1: Yeah, from home to work and we could go to supermarket and we didn't have strict rules about how far from your house you could go or, you know, we didn't have a curfew or anything. So, yeah, we were doing pretty well in the first lockdown, Melbourne and the whole of Victoria
0: and like obviously the cases there were relatively low the whole time and you kind of stayed you stayed in a lockdown for longer than we did i feel like our government kind of rushed us getting back to normality and that's probably yes. was the catalyst of getting us in the situation that we are still in now <laughs>
1: but the I- irony is that victoria i think was the one of the last states to open up after the first lockdown and then who ended up in the second lockdown <laughs> us we are the thirst we are the shame of australia
0: oh no don't be silly i mean the rest of the world is still looking at you even victoria and being like damn i wish i was them
1: (laughs) yeah i know and that's the thing like when we were in our second lockdown in melbourne uh, you could actually, as, like Australia, all of Australia was the green zone for Estonia. We could have flown to Estonia freely without getting tested or anything. And yet here it was as if this is the end of the world. Uh, everyone was just so down and uh, wearing masks everywhere, outside, inside, everywhere, going out outside for like one hour only per day.
0: Madness. Different
1: realities, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, it's kind of, it was like that here, but it was just too too little too late, I think. And I like maybe now we we are in like a full lockdown still here in the mm-hmm. UK. We recently got mm-hmm. put back into one. And um yeah. I, How is I, that, I by the way. Well, I work in a warehouse at the moment 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I get out and about. Like it doesn't really affect me. And I think <coughs> excuse me. Um we've got like a mm-hmm. they've got like a bubble system. Um, where mm-hmm. you can partner up with a family member or like a household. So I actually get to mm-hmm. see my family whenever I want to see them. So, and we, we've we already had COVID. I had it just after Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I don't think I can catch it, but obviously I still wear my mask everywhere and avoid contact and all of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, at the moment I'm, because I'm working, it do- doesn't really affect me too much. And Obviously this podcast is keeping me busy. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
1: But wait, did your family also have COVID or w- yes. was only you? My oh,
0: mum okay. my mum tested positive a few weeks before Christmas. Um so I didn't mm-hmm. see I didn't see them in the run-up to Christmas. And then on Christmas Day, I went and visited for the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: but by that point they wouldn't have been able to con like I wouldn't yeah. have been able to contract it from them, I don't think. And then um yeah. like about three weeks later, in the middle of January, there's a new strain, like a new variant, going around the UK. Yeah. And um, I must have just picked it up at work or something because I was just in work one day, feeling fine. Started getting a bit of a cough, and then um, the, then went to bed that night, and I, I just felt so run down that I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to work tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. I think I had literally every single symptom that you can have over the space of about five mm-hmm. days. Like at first I didn't really have the typical COVID symptoms. Like they say it's if it's like a loss of taste and smell, then it's COVID. Mm-hmm. But the symptoms I was having was just like I had the flu. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So I was like, it could be COVID. So obviously I didn't go anywhere, but I was like, but I think it's just the flu. Like this is just how I felt when I when I was ill with the flu a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until a couple of days later, I had no energy. I completely lost my taste and smell. And then the positive result came and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but how
1: are you now? How are you feeling now?
0: Good, yeah. Like the cough stuck around for a few weeks. I had a few like of the respiratory symptoms that st- stuck mm-hmm. with me for a little while. But I was, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like af- after a week, I was fine and back to normal and making TikToks mm-hmm. in my bedroom to try and pa- pass the isolation <laughs> stage. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, I'm fine. It's um, I guess like when I said that I had COVID to anyone who's in Australia like in the UK we yeah. everyone's getting COVID like you just everyone knows people who've got COVID whereas like when mm-hmm. I was telling people in Australia that I had COVID they were like oh my goodness like are you are you okay like really panicking."
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So this episode is, I've called it lockdown lessons. So it's like things that <laughs> <laughs> either skills that you've picked up in the lockdown or things that you feel like you've learned about yourself. Obviously, we've both contributed essays to a book yeah. that's out now by Emily Komiyama. It's called yes. um, COVID-19 essays, essays, a Collection, right? I got that right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, we both wrote essays down in the first lockdown um and our friend who is an author you go and check out the book it's on amazon i'll put a link in the description um she collected all these essays from people all over the world and wow i mean it's a very heavy book to read but that's Mm -hmm. part of history i was really glad that she asked me to do that
1: yeah yeah
0: what was your experience um writing the essay for that book
1: um at first, I well, when I first started writing, I started thinking of all the things that I've lost. Like, for instance, stand up, and I didn't know when would live stand up be back. And uh, and I was super dark. I went like I think I even mentioned suicide at one point. Not suicide, but it was it was it was like saying things like uh like this thing that I love the most in my life and that made me make so many changes in my life is now gone. And at the time we didn't talk about how, how what we're going through uh, is grieving that we're grieving the life that we used to have. And uh, so, yeah, I wrote five essays uh, because I didn't want to submit something. Like I wrote even to Emily saying uh, when the, due date was I just told her I cannot submit it it's just too much like uh it's too 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 heavy and she said yeah the same that she wrote an essay she couldn't like she, it was too dark and um and then when we got went into our second lockdown I think the first week I was drinking every day because I was coping you know with like I discovered rosé for myself
0: <laughs> and,
1: and at the time I thought I was going home uh, in a couple of months. So I was very, very sad. And, uh, and then I wrote an essay where I thought, okay, I can submit this. This is, if this is something that will stay in, uh, history, then I want this to be my thoughts about COVID and the yeah. pandemic.
0: Man. Yeah. It's, it's funny now, like, obviously like for me, I'm still in a lockdown, but I feel yeah. like, um, at the time during the first one like at the moment I've kind of got used to the fact we're in a lockdown um Mm -hmm. when it first happened there was so much that we were kind of grieving and so much that we lost and we didn't know when we were going to see the end of it and yeah those emotions can really take you down quite a horrible path yeah
1: I also started doing therapy in the second lockdown because because you know everything was just too much and uh, work was also a bit too much so. I actually the second lockdown. Um, I feel like yeah, it was horrible, uh, but it actually helped me personally to get to a better place.
0: Yeah, I guess you kind of go through those emotions, and as a re- as a result, your body is kind of like right. What can I do to stop this? Um, yeah, and so you yeah, kind of also- seek out help and ways that you can overcome. Because obviously, no yeah, one, and- no one wants to feel like that.
1: Yeah and and when the second lockdown started so the suburb where I live we were declared a hot spot in Melbourne so we went into lockdown one week before Melbourne did and for that one week we thought like it felt like we are the shame of Melbourne or like we weren't told that oh you shouldn't <laughs> go to work but it was implied that maybe you want to work from home and and I couldn't go to work during second lockdown. And I had a home studio. So I was teaching from home. And, uh, you know, now if we'll go into a third lockdown, because in Melbourne with every new case, it's like mm-hmm, lockdown is coming again uh, because that's our normal reaction now. Um, you, I know that if we'll go into another lockdown, we can do it. Like the first week will be horrible, but then after that, we can do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it just, you know, it shows the determination of the human spirit, you know, like, how strong we are to have got, like, uh, when this first happened, like, obviously, especially the lifestyle that we'd been living, we'd been in the city centre of Melbourne, doing comedy Mm. gigs several nights a week, living in hostels, hanging out with people, going to these really cool events all the time, partying, like, doing all this stuff that was just you know, we were, we were living our youth, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and then for this to, um, come into place, it's a proper shock to the system. And so the fact, you know, I would never have thought a year on that I would be dealing with it as well as I am now. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, we can, we can, and it just shows how strong we are. And I just, when I think of the future now and the fact that we're going to have those freedoms back in place one day, we will, um, that just makes me overwhelmed with excitement because I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like think of all this stuff that I've got used to not having anymore will come back. And that's going to be an exciting time.
1: Yeah. There's this author, you actually, it wasn't you who read her book, the Jewish lady, Edith, the, I remember her last name who wrote about her experience in the Auschwitz camp and during second world war. And how she, I watched one episode. Ooh, Jonathan Van Ness. I listened to his uh, podcast. He did an interview with her and he asked her how to get through this time. And she said that you have to think of the things that like, imagine like, yes, what, for instance, you will do after this is over You have to give yourself something to look forward to, to remind yourself that there is still life worth living and that this is a temporary situation. You're not going to be in this forever. And um, yeah, so during lockdown, I was imagining two things. One thing I imagine how I'm going to go out uh, to a nightclub and just dance uh, to Yayas probably. and then yes. second, yes. the <laughs> second thing that I imagine was doing stand up again on stage. And those two thoughts just help me through the whole thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to have that, isn't it? I feel like for me, um, I've just been like working really hard and keeping myself busy with the thought of one day, you know, I'm gonna try and save the whatever money I can get together. And one day when it's allowed again, I'm going to be able to get on a flight and, you know, go back to Australia and yeah. travel again. Like that's been the thing that's kind of pushed me through it all. Um, and yeah. it's, it's definitely so important to have that a hundred percent, especially in, the, in yeah. the times when you're feeling low and you can't go anywhere. And yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And definitely talking to people about stuff, like housemates, for instance, whenever I would get or they would get down, we would just talk about it.
0: I'm gonna have, I haven't is. listened to that podcast episode though I'm gonna have to that sounds really cool
1: Jonathan Vanessa yeah listen yeah it's a very very like she is an inspirational lady
0: so Australia right now you've kind of come out of the lockdown and because I've noticed there's comedy gigs going ahead again um yes and there I've, are I've seen you've been performing again how's that been yes. getting back into that
1: You know, it's interesting. Um, I've done three gigs. I'm going to do one tomorrow again. And uh, one of those gigs I bombed. And uh, before the pandemic, I would have been so sad and disappointed. But now, after all that we've been through, it just you realize that there are things in life or other things that are important. Or like, I don't know, like I love stand-up. It is definitely what I want to do but I just, I'm not so hard on myself anymore. I think that if I don't do well, then I just don't do well. And uh, you just rewrite stuff, move on. And that's it. But it's been strange. Of course. Yeah. The first gig that I did, it just like in my mind, I saw all the comedians who I haven't seen for nine months. And it was just so weird. It was like, as if nothing had changed or happened. We went straight back into the same routine or like the way we interacted with each other. And
0: yeah. That is so bizarre. I remember our it first, our, our last ever gig we did together before everything kind of got serious. And we were yeah. all sat, it was in Club Voltaire, wasn't it? We were all sat yeah. in there with the other comedians and people were being like, you know, I think this is serious. Like this, com- this might be the last gig we ever mm-hmm. do. And other people mm-hmm. were like, Oh, don't be silly. Like it's all going to blow over in a couple of weeks. And just having conversations like that while sat, at, waiting to do this gig that was going to be the last gig we were going to do. And it was like, it's yeah. like so weird to think about that then and where we are yeah, now.
1: You could sense the energy that it was weird. Uh, everyone mm. was weird. It felt like it's an end of an era. Like people, you could sense that something's going to change. And then a week later, I remember there was, I think, one of the last open mics that comedians went to, live open mics. And then that was it. After that, there were no...
0: I think yeah. for us, the thing we were kind of working towards them was obviously our show at the Comedy Festival. Yeah. So I think yeah. the, the day we did that, we went to that gig was the day the festival got completely cancelled. Yes. And I think that was yes. a big, like, whoa, this is serious. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You could just feel the energy in the room, like, something's about to change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I remember then I was saying, like, there's not a chance I'm going home. Like, I'm going to stay in Australia. Like, everything's going to be fine. And then
1: mm-hmm.
0: being sat in a hostel watching everyone pack their bags up and... Uh, <laughs> just leave one by one I was like oh my goodness at the time I had no money and I was like I'm if I didn't go home I might end up being homeless I'm gonna have to leave
1: yeah like for you I cannot imagine what it was like because you were living in a hostel I was already living in a house so for me it was a bit different but for you yeah I cannot imagine
0: it was it was wild and seeing everyone else stressing out and people's like reactions to the news and all the um, flights getting cancelled, the borders closing, all the news that was coming on, like it was, it was bizarre. It was incredibly manic. Um, and, you know, I was even paranoid that I wasn't going to be able to get on my flight back to the UK. Um, yeah, But yeah, it was, it all happened so quickly, didn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's just so strange. Like all of a sudden countries are saying the last flight back to like to Estonia. I remember the last flight that went to Lithuania, not Estonia. My sister wrote me the day before she was saying, Olga, listen, this is the last flight to Lithuania from uh, Australia. Uh, Maybe you should buy a ticket and come back home. And then I remember she did it like in the middle of the, I was, it was in the middle of the night here in Australia. And then in the morning I woke up, I read everything. And then I called her later and then we talked about it. And um, I told her that I'm staying and like, that moment where where i said that i'm staying it just oh uh, i remember i just started crying because it's just you you don't like know what's gonna happen nobody knew and she told me well okay yeah maybe you should stay maybe it's safer in australia because she was worried that later there won't be any flights or that tickets will be so expensive to go back home and every time when something would and get too hard and difficult here, I would start looking up uh, flights back home. My housemates knew that <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> if something went wrong, I would be looking for flights back home.
0: I was already doing that in Australia pre-pandemic. Like every time I'd have a bad oh. day. or I remember when I, I like lost a job on one of the farms I was working on I was like mm. looking at flights. I was like, I'm going to book it. Mm. <laughs> Fantastic drama queens.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but because you yeah
0: it is though, like it's hard like when you're going through something difficult, the that you know you want you want to be around familiarity and your family and yeah. stuff, don't you? That's like yeah, yeah, that's just like your instinctive response, and especially going through something so difficult and full on and then being also being in a country that's million- like not millions but like thousands of miles from home, yeah, yeah. it's a lot it's a lot to deal with um yeah, so i
1: don't and I keep you. telling myself every day that I can always go home, like somehow, some way I can always go home. Of so, course, there's always, there's
0: always going to be a way. Have you learned any new skills at all since you've been in lockdown? Mm, I could, you're besides, so creative, like I can imagine you just, I don't know.
1: <laughs> quite honestly, I wish I had spent more time. Uh, like I thought I would, uh, like, I thought that I will start a podcast. And then I recorded for one week, I was recording stuff and I listened to it. I was like, nope 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 nope, no one (laughs) should hear this and then I thought okay maybe I'll become a vlogger and then (sighs) I tried recording myself and I just couldn't like it was just so bad
0: Olga uh, no I think you probably are just being too hard on yourself because I've seen you your videos that you've recorded before like when we were living in the same place and you're really funny like you're just naturally charismatic on camera so I I don't believe that for one second
1: Well, thank you. Uh, Do you remember the video I recorded for Hoyts or H-O-Y-T-S, whatever it's called, the cinema? Do I?
0: Yes. That was the funniest thing ever.
1: Where I was just sitting and I didn't know that Andy started recording. And then I just asked him, are you recording? He was like, yes. And then how I also was sick. I had a big, like, I, I don't know if you remember, everyone at the hostel was sick at the time. And I think you came down with the sickness one week later after everyone when you were, yeah. Yeah, that was not fun. (laughs) No, no. And then I was coughing and it's just a mess of a video. I don't know how I thought I could actually send it to Hoyt's and get a job.
0: (laughs) The funniest part was like, (laughs) every time you would start recording, you'd be like, are you ready? And then you'd be like, Hello, Hoyts. <laughs> I'm like, do they even call it Hoyts? Don't they call it H-, H- I don't know. Is that what they actually call it? I don't know what it? they
1: call it. I don't know. I haven't even been there because of the pandemic. Like our movie theaters opened up two, no, two months ago for the first time. Like, I don't know.
0: I was like, don't they call it H-O-Y-T-S? <laughs> it, it
1: could be. Yeah. They might call it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm from I've, Estonia.
0: No, I d- I don't know either. I've never visited, but I've never like been there. But I just thought the way you said it every time was just so funny. And I was thinking, if that's not actually what the place is referred to as, then it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you make them laugh, hey, maybe you'll get it. But did you did you even send end up sending them the video?
1: No, I sent another video. I recorded another video by myself. I Should have sent this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah I to be fair like I totally get that though like my first podcast episode I because I I like bought all the equipment for this basically in the first few weeks of the f- first lockdown because I was like right mm-hmm. I need something to keep me myself busy I want a creative outlet obviously we couldn't mm-hmm. do stand-up comedy anymore so I was like oh a podcast like I've always wanted to start my own podcast so I bought all the equipment mm-hmm. and I, I I mean I've only just started it because I had attempted to start it like five different times and I I don't know. Are You just end up overthinking it and things go yeah. wrong. And you're like, and it actually is a lot of work.
1: Yeah. All
0: the yeah. And that's and another thing. Everything. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Editing. I feel like I just, yeah, I just got too lazy. And I don't know. I feel for me, it was weird. Like we, I did Zoom gigs during second lockdown. And I didn't want to do any Zoom gigs in the first lockdown because I thought like, nah, Zoom, mm-mm non-comedy but then actually it's pretty fun to do those gigs
0: i guess you don't don't have to worry about bombing
1: (laughs) yeah you can always say oh there was a lag or they didn't hear me or my internet connection is bad or something but it's just you're doing it to other comedians pretty much and and it just feels like you're just hanging out with your friends
0: yeah i haven't actually done any of them but they yeah they sound interesting
1: They are. You should totally check them out.
0: I guess that's that's the way the world is going, isn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Soon we're never going
0: to have to leave our rooms.
1: Yeah. I also thought that. The first few weeks when I had to go back to work physically, I felt like I kind of miss working from home. But now I'm like, no, don't want to work from home right now.
0: It's just like the one thing that I think I've been missing the most is just like human connection, you know, like I've, I love yeah. socializing, so not being able to have a face-to-face interaction—it's such a—you can't compare a face-to-face interaction to something that's over technology. It's just not the same, is it? Yeah. Like our bodies are yeah. programmed to kind of feed feed off each other's energy in the in the space. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You don't feel that energy.
0: <laughs> what? Also,
1: online, like yeah. online, is just so awkward. Like some moments are awkward because the pauses are di- or like I don't know it's not the same and you have to wait like right now you have to wait and be quiet so that you can hear what I'm saying and then I need to be quiet to hear what you're saying in real life we wouldn't have to do that
0: well I'm a polite person Olga I'd do that for you anywhere.
1: <laughs> well I don't do that usually I've always interrupt people and now <laughs> I'm like I've learned how to control myself that's a skill there we go
0: yeah there we go that's <laughs> that's Mm -hmm. something that zoom is teaching
1: us (laughs) Mm -hmm. learn how to use zoom yeah because I have to use it for school
0: yeah that's been a skill that I've learned I didn't I don't even think I knew what zoom was before lockdown one
1: I knew what zoom was but I always thought that oh it's for uni mainly like for something Mm -hmm. yeah well yeah during lockdown as well I stopped drinking for two or three months and I stopped drinking coffee And I still don't drink coffee. I mean, I do drink alcohol, but I don't drink coffee anymore. And uh, but what I miss about lockdown is that every day I would go to a park for a walk. And now just you don't have time to do that. Like, it's weird. Sometimes we think, like, I've talked to my friends sometimes. We miss being in a lockdown because it seemed easier. I know it's very like scandalous to say that, I guess. Right now Olga, how you guys... do you
0: know who you're talking to right now? I'm in I am in a lockdown. I how know. dare you? I, I
1: know, I know. Also saying something like that in Melbourne, it's like <laughs> die, bitch. <laughs> Burn her at stake, at the stake. Like no. Um, it's just, yeah, you just, I like, there was a routine and it was easier right now. Like talking about socializing, like coming out of the lockdown, it just, it was like, it's strange socializing sometimes it's like, you can still feel the effect that it left on people. Mm. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe it's me personally that I've just changed.
0: Well, yeah, of course just... well, you would expect it. Of course, after such a long amount of time living in such a different way, of course, that's going to change you.
1: Yeah. Also, I feel like I just have less, I don't know, I don't want to have, like, I want to have, like, real friendships, I guess. Or, like, I don't know. I don't want to spend time on on someone who I don't care about, I guess.
0: Well, I think that's that's a good thing to have coming out of this. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I think so. Like, you know, we've only got a certain amount of time on this earth. You don't want to be wasting it. That is true. With people who aren't aren't that pleasant to be around.
1: That is true. Very much true. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes I do think back on the time that it was just because when you actually it was a blessing that I didn't have to talk to certain people.
0: (laughs) I hope you're not. We didn't have to to see them.
1: No, 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 not you, not you. (laughs) It's just like it was, yeah, it was just easier. and at the same time harder because yeah when we were in a lockdown here everyone in uh, not in uh, only in europe was out and about in australia everyone else all the other states were just open and enjoying their lives and we were like what
0: yeah i've got to say like one of the hardest things right now being here is like opening instagram and obviously seeing Mm. all of our friends who are in like brisbane or in yeah. like the gold coast and they're all going to beaches and they're going to nightclubs, and i'm just sat yeah. here in my room it's snowing outside right now it's horrible weather we're only allowed out of the house mm. one hour a day i'm working in a warehouse yeah. which you know that keeps me busy that's fine but i'm just looking at yeah. these stories and i'm like oh imagine if yeah I ha- imagine if i had stayed
1: <laughs> yeah no yeah and like, yeah, when I was, when we were in a lockdown, the same, all our friends who are in Brisbane and Queensland and they were posting stuff. And I was like, how are we in the same country? How is this possible? Like you are going to the beach. You don't even know what COVID is. And we're here just, <laughs> yeah. I had to avoid Instagram yet. Just not, not a I, good place. You know,
0: I don't mind it too much. Cause I, I, I personally feel like, all of this has kind of grounded me and, um, Mm -hmm. like just being like, I live in the town where my parents live and I just feel like a a lot more grounded. I know when I was in Melbourne, I just felt like I was so caught up in everything all the time and always feeling like I had Mm -hmm. to be doing this and I had to be doing that Mm -hmm. and feeling like I always had to be productive. So just having this bit of stillness and this bit of time to kind of ground myself it's it's been really beneficial. And f- because of that, I don't actually regret leaving Australia, even though all mm-hmm. my, you know, even though so many of my friends are off on beaches and clubs and stuff, I don't regret it because it's been, you know, obviously it's been a horrible experience for everyone and for those yeah. who have lost loved ones and, you know, for the NHS here in the UK or any healthcare people who have been really strained mm-hmm. in their jobs. Yeah, But um, for me, like I'm, it's I'm kind of grateful for the personal things I've taken away from this time
1: yeah yeah definitely and yeah and that's like when even though yeah I was looking at those Instagram posts and thinking like oh god why did I stay or like I wish I could be there but at the same time I was happy like all my friends in Europe who were posting how they went to cafes and they were traveling in Europe uh, during summer and I mean, during European summer, because, you know, it was winter here. <laughs> um, and I was just happy for them as well. I was like, enjoy it because you never know what's going to happen. And that's something that I learned throughout 2020s that life is so short and you got to just just live now because one day someone will say that, oh, there's a new virus and you have to be at home by 8 p.m. because you have a curfew and then like you guys right now you can exit only for one hour and that's it and then you cannot see your friends and family
0: absolutely yeah that is and you know that is the best takeaway you can take from any situation because we really should appreciate every day really and um yeah
1: also appreciate yourself and like that's the thing that i also another thing that I'm trying to work on is the relationship with myself that, that I have with myself. Like for instance uh, for many years, I didn't understand how disconnected I was from my emotions and how in a lockdown, you have so much time to reflect and uh, you cannot run away anymore. And I'm so grateful that I actually got around to getting a psychologist to, to going into therapy to because otherwise I don't know how I would have, you know, continue living my life.
0: I yeah, I really commend you on like that decision. I think that's really like it's brave and um yeah, I'm I'm happy that you've gone out and uh seeked help and um that you're Thank feeling you. like you're you have a better connection with yourself.
1: Thank you. I mean on days sometimes I think why did I decide to connect to myself or with myself during a pandemic uh, when <laughs> <laughs> not being present is actually easier than being present and uh but no it it just i am very grateful yeah i'm actually grateful for 2020 i know it's once again a very controversial thing to say but i personally yeah i'm very yeah
0: i put this in my um like my essay for emily's book that like gratitude is something worth practicing like that's literally the title of my essay and I was saying, like, mm-hmm. out, from out coming out of all of this, and I mean, you know, we're still still going through it. Really, yeah. If there's one thing to learn, it's that you that gratitude, even in the darkest of times, is is the most important thing. It sounds a bit cheesy when I say it like that, but I do believe. It.
1: No, yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that for me, once we got out out of the lockdown, I was kind of in this mode where I thought, okay, you gotta live now, you gotta do everything now. So I tried to do. Like I tried to see as many friends as possible, go out as much as possible, just do all these things. Yet I wasn't doing stand up. I wasn't signing up to do live comedy because I was too scared that if I go on stage again, and then what if we'll be in a lockdown again, and I cannot, I cannot lose it one more, like again. And, uh, and I feel like now I've gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, this is, a, it's fine. If it's going to happen again, it's fine. Uh, we're going to get through this, and
0: you've dealt with yeah. it once. You've got the tools now to know how to um, yeah. deal with it again.
1: Yeah, and I mean it will be exciting. Like you guys, I think by I'm hoping by summer, uh, Europe will be okay because you are vac- like you're you're vac- vac- vaccinate, Vax- vacc,
0: <laughs> yeah. They're um they're distributing a lot of vaccinations here.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're so in the uk they're hoping to have everyone offered a vaccine by october um but are mm-hmm. i think they've already vaccinated all the over 70s who um mm-hmm. who like want a vaccine um so yeah we're all kind of hoping that by summer we'll be able to have a little bit more freedom again um but yeah at this point you know i'm a bit skeptical just because there's been mm-hmm. so many times where it's like by this date we're going to be back to normal and then it gets to that date and it's not so now i'm just kind of riding the wave like i've obviously got hope for the future but i'm not going to put a date on it i'm just going to
1: yeah. let
0: things happen as they're supposed to happen and just learn how to deal with the cons- deal with like what's going on around me and like you know obviously i've got this podcast now that's keeping me busy and yeah. entertained and you know just doing little things to help you know make the now a bit better cuz who knows you know we could get freedom in a few months the day before we're supposed to get freedom i could drop down dead with covid so
1: <laughs> exactly who exactly knows? it's yeah and i feel like for you guys as well like once once they will say that that's it we're we're coming out of it at first it will be a shock and and then we'll be
0: beautiful yes <laughs> yes I think I will definitely be shocked when it happens because I've just got so in my head now. I'm like, yeah, this is life now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get better, and it's gonna be when we're all gonna be changed by what's happened. But hopefully, we're all gonna, most of us going to be changed for the better, and we're gonna you know be able to practice gratitude a little bit more.
1: Yeah, hopefully, definitely. Yeah, not taking for granted uh, things like oh, leaving my suburb. <laughs> <laughs> leaving melbourne you know like all these things going to Even the, the shop fact that- <laughs> going to the shop exactly during lockdown going whenever i felt down i went to the supermarket to coles and i was i felt better because i saw people i was like okay there's still something normal about this like we're all mm. shopping we're all in this together great awesome
0: you know the thing that i've been missing the most which is crazy um going to the gym I miss the gym so much Mm. and like like I'm the kind of person who like I'll force myself to go to the gym a few times a week but it's not something that I consider like that I love but honestly I miss it so much
1: (laughs) yeah well I mean I said that I will go out like I imagine how I would go out and dance I still haven't done that like, Yaya is, is open. Like, I could go there, but I still haven't been.
0: Oh, my God. Olga, get yourself to Yaya's, please. Thursday know, night at Yaya Yaya's. Get yourself there, I girl. Should
1: totally, I should totally FaceTime you if I'll go there and be oh. like, oh, no, or it will be too bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, I might hate you a bit, but I would. it would be cute. Okay, I no, suppose. I'm not going to do it.
1: I'm not going to do it then.
0: No.
1: <laughs> no. Uh. It's just that going to a nightclub, I just feel weird. That's another thing, like going to places place like that. Like we have to wear masks inside, but yet in a nightclub, I don't think people wear masks. And it's just, it's strange. I've become weird about like people, like back gatherings, like parties. Like I don't want to go to that many parties because right now also we have the restriction of 15 people at your house because we have two cases in Melbourne, hotel quarantine.
0: It's so funny to me that you're like, Yeah, we've got two cases in Melbourne. And I'm like, We probably have <laughs> about thirty thousand active cases here. And yeah. in fact, I think it's more than that. I don't actually I don't check the numbers because it's a bit depressing. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah Yeah, I know. Yeah. My friends from back home are also they're like you. You've got one case, and everyone is panicking and saying that we're going back into lockdown. Yes, yes, we have PTSD people as, as with every new case. We're well. like
0: because your government is so much stricter on it. Like I can imagine that sparks the fear even more because you you don't want to be the reason that it spreads and everyone has to go back into their homes.
1: Yeah. Spurs had one case. They went into lockdown for five days.
0: Yeah, they've been doing that in all the kind of, whenever they've had a case in a lot of those kind of cities in Australia, they do that, don't they? I noticed they did that in, I think it was Brisbane as well.
1: Yeah, they Not went for three ago. days because they had one case in hotel quarantine. I think uh, one of the workers from hotel quarantine had uh, got COVID and then they uh, went into a three-day lockdown.
0: Well, you know, it works rather than, you know, spreading it to everyone, I guess, you know, that's well, yeah. the, the price you have to pay
1: yeah but yeah we're not vac, vaccinating
0: you're not that's the word yes no (laughs) i love how that's such a like the term like vaccination and vaccinating is a daily lingo here in the uk and you're like is that vaccinating
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, not vaccinating
0: in australia yet
1: not yet we're waiting waiting to see what happens in europe like literally yeah i mean to be fair
0: you know if you've got like no cases there
1: exactly and australia is in a sense privileged i mean australia already ordered its vaccine it's not like australia hasn't ordered it they're just not going to vaccinate until march because they want to see if it actually works and if actually helps like that's (laughs) at what position australia is how like privileged australia is that they can afford to do that yeah in europe you cannot you just you cannot do that
0: yeah we're like damn inject me we need this <laughs> yeah wow it's been quite a um intense conversation hasn't it, it
1: has, yeah yeah
0: i feel like it it, um it's a part of history though and it's good to reflect on you know things that we've learned and things that have happened
1: yeah and, um, and also ollie for you it will be interesting that if uh, if you go and start doing comedy again how what kind of comedy or how it affects your comedy because we, what i notice is that I just, I don't want to write about the same things I used to or like, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm more, more, I want to maybe get more personal now.
0: So you feel like your comedy style has changed a little bit and the jokes you've been writing have been a bit more like personal. That's interesting. I guess like being on stage and doing comedy is like the most vulnerable you can be, isn't it? So that's Yeah, but um,
1: I feel like it's gotten more vulnerable. There are, are less. Uh, rooms now and uh, more comedian. like it feels like there are more comedians than ever Than uh everyone wants to yeah get a everyone's had loads of times to just sit at
0: home and write jokes
1: yeah it's very competitive right now but it's fun
0: mm. well i hope that the rest of your gigs go well <laughs> i say the rest hey. as if yeah until the next lockdown <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly i mean i'll just do it from home then zoom comedy
0: all right well it's been lovely catching up with you and chatting Olga and um yes it's
1: been very lovely thank you for having me
0: yeah thank you for coming on um yeah I haven't really talked about the pandemic on this podcast yet so it's nice to have a little bit of history recorded and um mm-hmm. yeah just how we feel and obviously the essays that we wrote as well are in Emily Komiyama's book COVID-19 yes. Yes. a collection yes. and um mm-hmm. That is a very worthwhile read. And um, we kind of spilled a lot of our feelings out onto the pages in there. So uh, definitely give that yes, a read. Yes, we did. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me, Olga.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And there we go. Bit of a heavier episode this week, wasn't it? But it was absolutely lovely to have Olga on the show. Um, if you want to find her Instagram, you can find her at Olga Loychenko. L o i t s e n k o. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, although when we were creating our posters, actually for our show "How Not to Adult," I did accidentally spell the name wrong, and we almost got posters printed with Olga's surname spelt wrong. To be fair to me, though, she had actually looked over the posters, and she was she didn't even notice that her own surname was spelt wrong. So we were both to blame in that scenario. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Olga, for coming on. Oh, she's she's amazing, isn't she? Um, and her Instagram is very cool to look at because she did, when she first got to um, Australia, she started doing posters saying first week survived, second week survived. She did it all the way up until about 40 weeks, I think. And then obviously as COVID started to happen, um, the posters took on a slightly darker meaning <laughs> because, you know, um, the fact that she was surviving was no longer a novelty. Hmm. Anyway, on that note, shall we move on to the questions, thoughts, queries of the week? Yeah, I think we should too. Um, Brill, so yeah, I asked you guys to send me any lockdown lessons you've learned, any skills, any things you've learned about yourself. And I've had quite a big response this week. So um, let's take a little read, shall we? Uh, Just looking at my phone. Right, Ebony said, I've learned do exercise slash activities that make you feel good and happy instead of waiting for an outcome. Sunflower emoji. Yes, Ebony, I agree with all of that, right down to the sunflower emoji. Um, yeah, getting out and about, you know, uh, obviously we can't get out and about that much, but just going and doing some exercise and moving around when we're all kind of locked up in our house all day is definitely a good way to kind of um, feel a little bit better within ourselves. Yeah, with you on that one, Abs. Ryan says, enjoy the little things and don't take life for granted and appreciate the people around you. Absolutely agree with you there. It just comes back to what I was saying before about gratitude and finding joy in, you know, all the little things and, yeah, the people around you, for sure. Uh, Jay says, I've learned to make proper Indian curries from scratch and half-learned sign language. Wow. Okay, that's definitely more impressive than the skills I've developed, that's for sure. Uh, Half-learned sign language, that's amazing. I really, do you know what, I really wish we learned sign language in school. That's kind of on my long list of things that we should really be educated about that we're not. Um, So I commend you on that. I'm sure your sign language skills have become much better than my German skills have. (laughs) And, oh, homemade Indian curries, mate. I wouldn't be sharing that with too many people if I were you, because uh, come come when this lockdown's lifted, you're going to have a massive queue of people waiting to try one of them, I tell you that for sure. Um, so, yeah, lovely. Mmm, fancy an Indian now. Ooh, anyway, uh, Theo said, I'm learning how to play guitar, and I'm actually okay now. Amazing. You know what, Theo? I've always wanted to be serenaded. Um, you know, just, just putting that out there. <laughs> uh and rachel says cu- she's met the kindest work family ever when she worked for a company in lockdown um but she'd never met them oh so you've just kind of got to know them over zoom i assume um and like online that's crazy isn't it that you've got this whole like work family of people you've worked with for a period of time but never actually met face to face i guess that is kind of the direction the world is going in at the minute isn't it um but there we go <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad your work colleagues on the internet have been kind to you, Rachel. I've got uh, an email from the gorgeous Natasha. She said, Hi, Ollie. I am loving your podcast and I really wanted to get involved because I'm literally obsessed with everything about you. Oh, stop it. Stop it, Natasha. Uh, she said, I'm wishing you all the best with it and I hope that everyone falls in love with you as much as I do. You know what, Natasha? After being single for like my fifth Valentine's Day in a row, that is is—that is all I needed to hear. <laughs> Um, yeah, n- n- me and Natasha met at university actually doing performing arts, and she is a doll. So love you, Natasha. Um yeah, let's continue reading the email. So she says, After graduating university, I got a job at a children's soft play, and the only acting I ever did was acting like I wasn't hungover while singing happy birthday to 30 screaming children. <laughs> as well as doing my Beyonce impressions to boost the staff morale, or painting a smile for customers that were ready to complain to the manager about the fact that their latte was too hot. Ugh, people suck, don't they? I had lost my first love performing to the 9 to 5 life. Never thought that could be me. When lockdown hit, I had so much time on my hands. I wasn't seeing people, and I'm mainly an extrovert, so I had all of this energy and boredom built up. So, I started writing spoken word poetry again, which is something I used to do professionally, but my work schedule at the soft play had given me no leeway to do anything else. I'm now stuck in lockdown with my dad, who is a musician and an actor. He knows how to play almost every instrument, so he has been teaching me the guitar, the piano, and I've been writing lyrics. My house is like a concert hall at the moment, but that creative spark is back. In an ideal world, this pandemic would never have happened, but i found myself again through it. Oh, Natasha, that is so good to hear, and I'm really glad that you've kind of um, found your passion for performing again and for being creative, because I think, I think if you're a creative person, that spark is definitely in you at all times, and sometimes... Your life situation can kind of dull that spark down a bit. I know that I've definitely been in that position before, especially while working full time. Um, but that's amazing to hear. And oh my God, I would love to be in on one of yours and your dad's jamming sessions. It sounds like you're having a bloody brilliant time. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, see, well, that's just a perfect example, isn't it? Of You know, embracing the now and figuring out how you can um, better yourself or just um, get through things during this time, and how that can result in something beautiful. And yeah, that's really good to hear, Natasha. And I hope that you can continue to develop your skills and um, come out of this lockdown an even better performer, if that's possible. I mean, I've seen you do your spoken word. I know you're fantastic. So (laughs) you're amazing anyway. Um, But yeah, right. Thank you to everyone who's written in this week. Uh, Loved all of those. Really, really given me some food for thought. Um, But Yeah, without further ado, I think we should move on to my Album of the Week segment. So this is my Album of the Week segment. Um, Basically, I think that I've got impeccable music taste. Um, So I decided that each week I'm going to give you an album that you should go and listen to after you've listened to this podcast. Uh, This week, it just felt natural for me to keep it topical and... So I've decided on um an album that was kind of known as the first product of lockdown musically when it came out. I think it came out last May. Yeah, so it's been it's been a hot minute, um and we're still in it. <laughs> oh that rhymed. Um yeah, so the album I've selected for this week is How I'm Feeling Now by Charlie XCX. Charlie is someone who I've been completely obsessed with since about, like, 2016 when she released the Vroom Vroom EP, um, which was her collaboration with Sophie, uh, the incredible talent Sophie, who was my album of the week in week one. Charlie has really evolved into this kind of front runner um, in the sphere of PC music, which is this whole kind of uh, collective of artists who are so forward-thinking and incredible. And um, this album in particular, How I'm Feeling Now?, really kind of pushes the envelope of what pop music can sound like in my opinion and um sonically it's just so incredible it opens with the song Pink Diamond which is just this kind of devilish banger and um I'm obsessed with it I actually think this song is the reason that I have tinnitus in one ear <laughs> and hey I don't regret it cuz it's a tune um there's also a song on this album called Forever which is gorgeous and I actually spent the first two or three weeks of lockdown when that came out just listening to it on constant repeat repeat like yeah love it genre wise it's kind of like hyper pop um alternative experimental the album was actually nominated for a mercury award um which kind of shows you know it's a critical darling uh, and It's phenomenal. And um, the themes in the album actually really do tackle kind of lockdown. There's one song called Anthems towards the end of the album where she's literally just singing about missing, going out and seeing her friends and like human connection in like the pandemic. And um, yeah, the entire album is just immaculately produced. Wonderful. And um, it's definitely my favourite album of 2020. And it just kind of really captures the feeling of what being in lockdown is like. Um, But it's also very escapist. Um and you know, escapism is kind of what's got me through a lot of the lockdown, I know for sure. Um so how I'm feeling now, Charlie XX, my album of the week, highly recommend.
1: Sounds like this-
0: Things porno. that make you go. Oh. Like things that make porno. me go. Oh. Like yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's time for my... Uh. And my... Oh. Of the week. Sorry, Courtney, I could not resist making that jingle. <laughs> uh, anyway, this week, my... Uh. Of the week is... The new Tracy Beaker reboot. It actually feels a bit wrong to suggest that that makes me make that noise, but I am getting a lot of satisfaction out of having Tracy Beaker back on my screen. I mean, the nostalgia. Oh my God. And I wonder how many 25, 26 year olds, or like people in their 20s in general, are watching CBBC religiously right now. (laughs) Because it's actually, you know what? The drama. Oh, obviously can't give away any spoilers but the drama of this new series oh my goodness um for anyone listening who doesn't know do you know what if this is the first time you've tuned into this podcast after listening to that jingle you're probably very disorientated and now i've just brought up tracy beaker and any of my international listeners are probably like what the fuck is a tracy beaker basically it is a tv show that basically anyone my age has grown up with she's a very iconic tv character um who was created by the incredible author, Jacqueline Wilson, who actually, you know how I was talking about I've met a lot of celebs, grew up in the same town that she lived in, just saying. Uh, but yeah, oh my God, like, just CBBC basically had this series. It's the most iconic thing ever. And they've brought it back. And the new series is called My Mum, Tracy Beaker. It focuses on her raising her daughter. And, oh, she, she bumps into Justine Littlewood. Cam's in it. Basically, we get confirmation that Cam is a lesbian, which is something, you know, there's been rumblings on uh, gay Twitter for many years. But yeah, Cam Cam is a lesbian. Love it. And, you know, bit of LGBTQ plus representation in a kid's TV show. I say a kid's TV show. Most of us watching it are in our 20s. (laughs) But yeah, incredible, incredible. And um, I'm just, I can't believe how much I'm Enjoying watching a show that is aimed at children. I kind of feel like it is aimed at people my age too, a little bit. There's too much nostalgia in there for it not to be. Uh, but yeah, love, love, loving the new Tracy Beaker series. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, but yeah, it's true. Anyway, I'm um, sorry, getting a bit giddy there. Uh, I just I love love Danny Harmer. What queen she is. Love her. Right now for my <gasps> of the week, and it goes to. Gender reveal parties. Yes, I've got a huge problem with these. First of all, I think they're deeply weird. Um, They're very odd. They actually have destroyed a lot of land. I was reading an article about it not that long ago, and, like, gender reveal parties have contributed to, like, I think it's something like 60,000 acres of land being, like, destroyed. Um, But not only that, you know, it really just enforces these fucking gender binaries that we're given as kids, and... I just detest that. I think before a child is born and when a child is young, you shouldn't be fucking forcing these stereotypes of gender. Oh, if it's a boy, he must like blue. If it's a girl, she's got to light pink. It's obviously something that is around us and part of our society and something we've been, you know, raised to believe. But it's just, I think now is the time. It's 2021. It's time that we stop believing it and stop forcing it on our children, you know? It really annoys me. And, um... There's been, there was this huge controversy a few years ago over like a, I think it was like an LGBT couple decided that they were going to raise their child as non-binary and people were outraged, like, oh my goodness, you're not going to, you're going to raise your child as non-binary. And it's like, well, really, we should all raise our children as if they're non-binary because forcing gender stereotypes on kids is actually really negative, And it definitely affected me negatively growing up. Um, so yeah, fuck it. Like gender reveal parties suck and they're so stupid And, you know, if you like them, then sorry if I'm coming off aggressive. (laughs) But I just I just really, you know, if someone ever invited me to one, I'd just be like, no, mate, like, definitely not. I understand that a lot of people might not agree with my opinion here, but um, I think forcing gender roles on people in any circumstance is really negative. And what if that child is transgender? You're just going to really, you know, you're just going to fuck with their head. So, um, yeah, a big fat for gender reveal parties not a fan with not a fan of them and never will be sorry so that's today's episode um yeah gave you my album of the week recommendation which was how i'm feeling now by charlie xx brilliant lockdown listen and um had the lovely olga loychenko on uh absolutely buzzing my first ever guest and wasn't she a delight oh it was lovely chatting to her and reflecting on some of the things we've been through in lockdown um i'm actually curious to know this is this episode's been a little bit longer than my last two so i'm curious to know how many people have actually made it this far um i tell you what if you've if you're still listening an hour and 10 minutes in um then please go on to my instagram at Talks and I'm going to put a post of me a picture of me and Olga announcing episode 3. If you go on that photo, post a little Estonian flag in the comments if you've made it this far, okay? Not only am I testing your loyalty there, I'm also testing your geography. Do you know what the Estonian flag is? I mean, I'm giving you a bit of a task if you don't because you're going to have to see which one it is. Uh, do you know what you, if you type in Estonia, maybe the flag will come up as a suggested one, you know? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Um but yeah, uh, please Continue to send me your emails, thoughts, stories, questions, etc. to hello.ollyted at gmail.com or to my podcast Instagram page at Ollie Ted Talks. Love to hear from you. I haven't actually decided on a topic for next week yet. Um, so, I mean, if you've got any suggestions for what you want me to talk about, then please send them away. To, send them away to me too. Send them away. Don't. No, away. Away from me. Towards. Send them to me. Towards. Oh, this has been a long episode. Sorry, I'm losing my marbles here. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Everyone who's got this far, if you have, send me an Estonian flag. And um, thank you to Olga for joining me. And um, thank you to Tracy Beaker. <laughs> Just because I'm, I'm, I'm loving loving the new series. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's me for episode three. Oh, making all kinds of rhymes today. Uh, thanks for listening. And it's been a delight and love you all. Goodbye. <laughs> Ollie <laughs> Lewis is a podcasting god. <gasps>